Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Great question. It's not sustainable for our country. We have millions and millions of people here. It is not sustainable. Did you see in New York City with it getting the regular students out and they're putting migrants in their place? We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. We're bringing everybody back to where they came from. We have no choice. We have no choice. Trump at the town hall on Fox last night. Exactly as, at the same time, a Republican debate is happening, sanctioned by the Republican Party on CNN. How the Republican Party hasn't gone after Fox is beyond comprehension, beyond understanding. How could you not? How could you not? Counter-programming the Republican debate? What I love is when people tell me that, that Fox is all in for Trump, and then they'll tell me that Fox is all in for DeSantis, and then they'll tell me that Fox is all in for Haley, and then they tell me that I should have a job at Fox because I'm one of those things. Whatever it is they decide at the moment, it is precious. Tony Katz, that's me. Hey, what's up? Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. Trump with the largest deportation effort in American history. How? Don't tell me you're going to do it. Tell me how. I am clear at all times that the presidency of Donald Trump worked out pretty well for Tony. May have worked out pretty well for you. Worked out pretty well for the country. We were better off. The policies weren't Trump policies. The policies were actual conservative policies from think tanks that have well worked out these positions. And I am thankful that Trump took that advice. I have no idea. No idea if that would be the case if he were to be elected again. But when it comes to the border. The conversation of the wall was the correct one. The implementation of the wall was nowhere near good enough. And when it comes to deportations, Trump versus Obama deportations, Obama deported more people. Barack Obama deported more people than... Donald Trump. Now, that could be for a whole series of reasons, including possibly having more people in the country that one could deport. But this question of, you say you're going to do these things, are you really going to do them? This is where Ron DeSantis probably had his biggest hit. When he went through a a litany of of things that uh, Trump said he was going to do this. He didn't do that. Trump said he was going to do this other thing. He didn't do that either. Right? He says a lot of things that he doesn't actually do. It was probably DeSantis' best uh, moment 
regarding Trump, and he didn't have many of them. DeSantis didn't really go at at, at Trump at, at, at all. At all. But in, in the world of Trump, it's it's not that you give the specific to the thing. It's that you say the thing and that's enough. That is that is that is very clear and, and, and very obvious. In the town hall, Trump said a couple of things where you could say to yourself, all right, well that's just that's just not the case. That is just not the case, or he engaged some things that you're like, uh, you're not, you're not really giving an answer now, are you? Let me give you something where um, Trump simply is is not telling the truth, and this was the conversation about Fauci. No, I wouldn't. And I never did. I let the governors make their decisions, and some of them, like from South Carolina, you know Henry McMaster and. Uh, frankly, uh, North Dakota, a few of them, Tennessee, they didn't shut down at all. Florida did shut down. Ron DeSantis shut down, or as he's known, Ron DeSanctimonious. He he shut his state down very violently, actually, and shut the highways down, the roads down. But we had uh, I'm a federalist in a sense, because that's the federalist way. No, I didn't actually have a shutdown, despite the fact that some people wanted to and some people didn't want to. But we had some great governors. The governors that did the best job were Republican governors, and they were the ones that didn't shut down. The idea that we're going to attack Ron DeSantis on shutdowns is laughable when a year ago, was it a year ago, we were cheering how open Florida was? A year and a half ago. It's nutty. And there are tweets, because there's a tweet for everything, right? There's a social media post for everything. With Trump saying, so we're clear, I will decide if we're open in conjunction with the governors. We'll have an announcement soon. So to claim the whole Federalist idea, which is a conversation of states' rights, doesn't comport with what actually happened. That is, this, this is an example of nothing there is true regarding Ron DeSantis. Republican governors in the main, I, I, I would have assumed, did better with COVID than Democrat governors. I live in the state of Indiana. Our governor did a terrible job with COVID. He did a terrible job with COVID. He, he doesn't believe that. But what does that matter? The people know it. I can't tell you what Governor Eric Holcomb believes or doesn't believe. I, I, I got nothing. What can I do with that? I, I, I can't tell you. What I can tell you is our governor failed. Miserably, in my view, did Eric Holcomb, the governor of Indiana. What I can tell you is that people were cheering Ron DeSantis for being open. And that line, while absorbed by Trump supporters, doesn't work for another soul. There was a conversation about political violence. Can you say tonight that political violence is never acceptable? Well, of course, that's right. And of course, I'm the one that had very little of it. Take a look at wars again. I didn't start. I wasn't involved in wars. We beat the hell out of ISIS. We won 100 percent. We brought our troops back home. Look at look at the violence that we've had. Look at the violence we have 
recently. Right, with, but when you say bedlam, what do you mean? I think you say, bedlam. I think you look at Joe Biden. It's bedlam. You have a man who can't lead. You have a man who can't find his way off a stage after he makes a speech that lasts for about two minutes. Now, I think bedlam is Joe Biden. I think that he's using this. This is just a political ploy. Trump is a dictator. He wants to be a dictator. You know, it's interesting. I did a show, Sean Hannity. Did you ever hear of him? He's a very nice man. And he said, essentially, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? Tell me. I think he was trying to give me a nicer question than maybe you guys would. He meant it very well. I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. We're going to do two things. The border. We're going to make it so tight you can't get in unless you come in legally. And the other is energy. We're going to drill, baby, drill. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. He never answered the question about political violence, which was from Brett Barra, January 6th question. He completely goes in a direction that isn't the opposite direction. It's, it's wherever he wants to go with the thing. The reason that Trump people cheered that and what he got to at the end the reason people like him is exactly what you just heard if you take a look at trump's demeanor in this two-on-one because it's brett bear and martha mccallum in this town hall versus nikki haley's demeanor and to an extent ron DeSantis's demeanor although he's relaxed a little How could you tell? Um, You compare those demeanors and you you go, my gosh, you get why people like this guy. I find it weird that people deny it. The dude is just chill and confident. No matter what you've said, he's going to take it in a direction that has nothing to do with you. And and oddly enough, people let him, which I have never understood. As a guy who does interviews, I don't understand why you would let somebody take you in a direction and then say, "Whoa, whoa, you didn't answer my question. Let's go back." I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But he's just at ease. He's just at ease. You know, this whole thing about I'm going to be dictator for a day, and everybody says, "My gosh, he said he's going to be dictator for a day." We're going to secure the border and we're going to drill. And the people go, oh, that's good. I like that. That's the kind of dictator we need. Because his people know that he doesn't mean dictator. And the people who oppose him are so criminally insane, they'll take anything he says and lose their minds. Because losing the mind is, of course, uh, what, what they're after. Did the town hall win anything for Donald Trump? No, in in that he has the same amount of supporters that he had yesterday. I don't think it necessarily gained him anybody. I say this as I'm fully aware that Representative Darrell Issa out of California came out to endorse Donald Trump today. I think every time he does one of these things, he gets one of those opportunities. I think he has in his base, all the people he's going to have in his base. The question before us is, if he gets the nomination, will the other people come along? It could be said in just the opposite measure, but let's start here. 
There are people looking at DeSantis. There are people looking at Nikki Haley. Of course they are. There are people screaming at me, nobody cares about these two. No, you don't care about these two. It's not that nobody cares about these two. You might say that the polling shows more people care about Trump, but it's not doesn't say that nobody cares about these two. For example, nobody cares about Asa Hutchinson. That much is true. That we can agree on. But when you scream, nobody cares about DeSantis or Haley, that's not a fact. That's not real. Tony, why are you talking about this debate? Uh, this was uh, a social media hit today. Why are you talking about it? Nobody cares about it. What are you talking about? It, it's, it's, it's a debate for, for candidate. Uh, uh, for the candidate, of course I'm going to discuss it. Of course I am. You don't think I should? Well, you're not in charge of programming. I, if I were you, I would go get your own radio show. The people looking at Haley, the people looking at DeSantis, in the main, the vast majority of them, if Trump were the nominee, they'd be like, okay, we're going we're gonna to ride this thing. We're going to see what happens. Be better than Biden. And they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna go in the booth. They're going to click for, for, for Donald Trump, right? That, that, that's how it's going to go. I'm one of those people. If Trump's the nominee, click Trump. If DeSantis is the nominee, click DeSantis. If Haley is the nominee, <sighs> click Haley. I, I, I've stated this. I, I am clear uh, uh, about this. If Haley or DeSantis were the nominee, I am not so sure that the Trump supporter comes along. But the Trump supporter can utilize the town hall as this example of the guy just has a command of the room, and that's that's that. And they can say things like, well, he's got an answer for this, and look what he's going to do on the border here. The fact that he wasn't as successful as people want to discuss in getting all the things done, he wasn't. He wasn't as successful. Drain the swamp. The swamp didn't get drained. And don't tell me that Dr. Anthony Fauci wasn't a big part of your team in the COVID days. Of course he was. It's it's nonsense to say otherwise. Nonsense. Trump did not necessarily get a new voter. But if somebody was engaged in comparing... The difference between Trump's confidence and what you saw between Haley and DeSantis on that debate stage is so vast, there's a reason that the Trump supporter isn't swayed. There are reasons. And not all of them are this uh, a stolen election that, that people want to claim. No. Some of it is they just like the dude's attitude. You might want to start recognizing that. I'm Tony Katz. California wants to ban youth tackle football. You know, other people have tried this. Other states have uh, tried this. They want to reduce brain injuries. Um, listen to me carefully. Uh, they passed their assembly committee and it was voted on 5-2 to send the bill to the full chamber. Um, 
it's not that football isn't a violent sport, if you will, right? That it's a physical sport. It is that the idea of of banning it is far greater than this idea of well, we have to keep kids safe. A twelve year old can't play football because it's too dangerous, but they can mutilate themselves. And claim they're a different gender. And we should lie to them and go along with it. That is a very weird thing to try and sell the American people. Children can determine their own gender. They know what's best for them. But if they think what's best for them is football at the age 11, well, we can't have that. Too many brain injuries. It's funny. In one uh, case, they're worried about a kid's mental state. In the other case, uh, they're not worried about the kid's mental state at all. As a matter of fact, you should indulge uh, the issue that they're having. This is the story, of course. But uh, there, there is a, a greater story. Remember, these are the people who, once they do this, they will try and ban football through high school. They don't want you playing a sport where, oh, and this is going to upset some on the left, men are men. They want to run, they want to throw, they want to tackle. Boys are different than girls. We should be doing this in in terms of education. The idea that every child has to sit there quietly and do their work, boys aren't built to sit there quietly and do their work. Boys want to run. They want to play around. They are stupid. Is there any question that girls mature faster than boys do? They do. Of course they do. We're going to pretend these things aren't happening? The expression, let boys be boys, is considered by some to be a very threatening proposition. Can't let boys be boys. Yeah, you can. And you know what? They need more uh, phys ed than they need algebra. And I'm not saying they don't need algebra. The idea that they have to sit there in the classroom and be silent isn't who they are. And you want to somehow dictate changes to their DNA that will never come. Let them play football. Besides, in order to play football at this age, I'm pretty sure that the parents have to sign a, a, a permission slip. So why isn't this the why isn't this the thing? The parents decided. I thought if the parents decide anything can happen, they can have uh, mutilation surgery, uh, they can they can uh, do whatever. And what happened to parents not even deciding because you as a 14-year-old girl or a 17-year-old girl in a, in a horrible situation can have an abortion without even telling your parents. You don't even need parental pos- uh, uh, permission. How does the left go about carve-outs like this? The answer is I don't know, because I'm fully aware, like you are, that they're full of crap. But it's California, and these people haven't been right in a good long time, so expect this to go down the road. They actually have to get it done by the end of January in order to get it on Governor Gavin Newsom's desk. We'll see. I'm Tony Katz.
while Boeing is trying to take responsibility for this Alaska Airlines flight where basically a window and a cabin panel blew off the flight, mid-flight, the FAA is now involved, saying, quote, this incident should have never happened, and it cannot happen again. So the investigation is happening into whether or not Boeing, quote-unquote, failed to ensure the Jets complied with safety regulations. Guys, Boeing is going to take a punch to the face and then going to take another punch to the face. In some of the reporting, it has been said that they knew there was a problem, but they were waiting to get done with this leg. And then they would take a look, right? This this flight, this leg of the flight, and then they take a look at it. That's nuts. If you're telling me that you knew there were issues with the aircraft and you took off anyway, is that on Boeing or is that on Alaska Airlines? If Boeing knew there were problems with their airplanes and said, here you go, Alaska Airlines, we'll take that check from you, thank you, and didn't inform them, that's criminal, right? I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? The plane that was only flying at 16,000 feet, the Alaska Airlines plane, was a two-month-old Boeing 737 MAX 9. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was fresh off the fresh off the line. Crazy. Now, this has all been part of a conversation about trust and faith in air travel, which, as we all know, is a uh, terrible experience. I actually have exclusive audio of people who had a hard time uh, dealing with the airlines recently. Yeah, I know. I know. Who would have thought there'd be a musical that would break out? I hate Illinois Nazis. That's what else they said. Air travel stinks. It is a terrible experience. It has been made terrible by the nature of the airlines to think that less is more. And it has been made uh, twice as terrible by the TSA and their total lack of respect for the passenger. They don't care about you, me, and we at all. We are the impediment to TSA workers being able to have a nice day, an easy day. At some airports, you have to take the computer out of your bag. At some airports, you don't. Some airports, the shoes come off. Some airports, they don't. So we, the traveler, are confused by what rules exist at any one time in any one airport, and the TSA agent has never once thought to say, hmm, they get a lot of conflicting information. Why don't we make sure that we're always polite, upbeat people? Instead, they get upset 
with us, the passenger. But if we get upset with them, there are big signs that say if you get upset with a TSA agent, you could be fined or worse. I always find it weird when I have these conversations and then I go flying and I and people are like, hey, I listened to the show. Is that right? I'm about to get really checked really deep. Is, those, is that three pairs of gloves you're wearing? I, oh, oh, it's, it's, it, it, it is Moon River. It is awkward. It is awkward. And it hasn't stopped me from saying any of these things. The TSA is a ridiculous hot mess. And the TSA worker, by and large, is not serious at all. The level of slow, the level of uncaring. And supervisors watch this and they don't care. And they watch customers, flyers, us, get bothered and they don't care. So if you think I'm only going to discuss the frontline worker and not the people who sit in the booth or watch the video cameras from some cushy office who don't give a damn. The vast majority of you are not necessary in these jobs. You should work in a private sector where you actually have to work. Said it and I meant it. And you've you've made it a miserable experience through your attitude. And the airlines have not helped through their attitude. It's 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 been awful. But the the the, the conversations of late have gotten into does anybody trust air travel right now? Never mind uh that it's um uh what's the word I'm looking for? A pain in the butt that it's unfun, that it's disrespectful. Do you trust the pilots? And you take a look at the level of of wokeness that has come in medicine and come in law. Why wouldn't it affect things like this? And then a video starts making the rounds. I should say it's audio, not video. This is a conversation between a pilot and air traffic control. This conversation is about an approach where the pilot is trying to engage an an, an approach and air traffic control is giving them a hard time. I'm going to share it with you. And I have seen this in enough places, and it's credited in enough places, that it seems to me that this is real. If it's not, I'd be so thrilled. I want you to hear this in its entirety. For a short approach, if you're going to do a power off 180, that's my point. Well, okay, I will remember that from now on, no problem. Yeah, when you ask for a short approach, I expect you to turn your base to beam the numbers. Uh, this will be a full stop for 6-5 Charlie, and uh, maybe we need to talk about that some more because you're the first controller in 15 years that's ever said that. Well, I'm just, you know, I, I, if you ask for a short approach, a short approach is when you turn your base to beam the numbers. If I know you're a student asking for a short approach, I know you're out there practicing and you probably will extend. 
But if you're doing something other than a short approach, don't ask for a short approach. Well, I will definitely look up the definition of short approach because I've never seen where it says you turn base of beam of numbers because I don't see how you could possibly do that. Well, I Googled it, actually. I Googled short approach, and it said to turn your base a beam or before the numbers, and you will land probably touchdown around midfield. Okay. Well, then uh, I apologize for requesting the wrong thing because uh, everywhere else, short approach means power off 180, but uh, that's definitely not what it means here. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've worked at different airports. I don't know. But just ask. Are you telling me that a pilot talking to air traffic control, air traffic control told the pilot, well, I know this is the way to do it because I Googled it. Who feels safe and secure on their next air flight? Air traffic control Googled it. Now, what's fascinating about pilots and and the people who do work air traffic control, these things, they deal with nutty stuff and they speak in this calm tone even when they think someone's done something wrong. Like there's, it's incredible, the the, the styling. They don't don't yell. They don't do it. It, It's it's amazing. So this is a, a calm conversation where clearly these people disagree. I Googled it is, 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 it puts fear right through me, right through me. Uh, an air traffic controller saying I Googled it makes me say, well, no wonder this Alaska uh, airliner had a problem. I'm surprised every plane doesn't fall apart midair. By the way, I think I have four flights booked before May. I feel great. I feel great, like like it's all going to work out just fine. Just totally fine. This is when, when we talk about the, 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 the progressivism and, and its, its, its place. Wouldn't the air traffic controller simply say, this is what you need to do, thank you very much. I Googled it. Did you Google it because you weren't sure? Or did you say, I Googled it because you want to show him? It's super weird however you look at it. It's super weird however it breaks down. However you want to view it. It is awkward that it took place. How many of those things now take place because the expert isn't really because we engaged in a level of social and other promotion see very often when you have this conversation it's the idea well see that's the problem with affirmative action that's the problem with just hiring a woman that's the problem no that's the problem with anything that involves the concept of social promotion the idea of just moving people along because it's easier than telling them you're not ready And it exists with people who are black, and it exists with people who are Asian, it exists with people who are Hispanic, it exists with women, and it exists with men, and it exists with white people. It exists. We don't honestly look at someone and say, you're not ready. You're not qualified. You don't have the skills. Because if you say that, you can get in a heap of trouble. 
you can get into a heap of trouble. So we just let it go. Somebody else's problem. Hope nobody dies. That's that is that is no way to run a society, kitten. And yet here we are. If you ask me if I'm worried about uh, air travel going forward, um, yeah, I am. By the way, I am getting text messages and and emails. Uh, that was a regional pilot with a regional airport. They didn't do anything right in that conversation. The pilot was was not identifying themselves at the end with his tail number. Um, it's not a commercial airliner. Uh, it, people are going to town. Yeah, this this gets reaction. The people who know about who have been studied, who've studied, right, who are pilots, that they, they they have knowledge. And then the people are just like, oh, this is not a conversation that I want. I do not want my pilot to have been on Google and be like, yeah, I got this under control. I slept at a Holiday Inn Express last night. This is totally fine. No, no, no. I, I totally got this. I got a Red Bull. I had a Red Bull, and it gives you wings. Get it? It gives you, it gives you wings. I can fly. I want people who have studied and they sacrificed to get to where they are. That's who I want flying my plane. And then I want a private plane because, dear Lord, flying commercials ridiculous. You know how much easier my life would be if I just had a private plane? Why don't I have more friends with private planes? What is, what is it going to take? If you have a private plane, reach out because uh, you're my new buddy. And and, I, and I'm talking about a... A, a, a big plane. If, if it's a Cessna, you're probably great. I can't do it. I I know me. I can't do it. I We don't have to talk about it anymore. Conversation over. I'm Tony Katz. I'm going to be on day one. I'm going to be a dictator. Who says it to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. If that's the country you want, you know who to vote for. If that's not, if that's not the country you want, you have to make a decision. That's Whoopi Goldberg, and that is deranged. He's going, Trump, if he's elected, is going to disappear the gay people and the journalists. It was Barack Obama that was keeping tabs on James Rosen, right? Just making sure I understand how some of this went. Very often the deflection is projection. It's the idea of here's what I'm doing and therefore I, I don't want you to think about me in this, so I'll say it about you. That is so far. If I started saying things like that on air, um, the higher-ups at my stations would be like, yeah, you can't do that. Nobody at ABC will be like, yeah, maybe Whoopi Goldberg shouldn't be doing this anymore. Maybe she's lost. Maybe she's just completely disconnected from reality. Trump is going to disappear journalists and gay people. Somebody tell Richard Grinnell. And this doesn't move the, the Trump supporter... This makes them say, you see, 
constantly persecuted. That's why I got to support him. And me, I think that's why they constantly engage in the persecution, because they want the support. The left is convinced that Trump is the easier beat. Absolutely. You'll note that none of them are saying, oh my gosh, Nikki Haley is surging. Oh, that'd be great if she was the nominee. Whew, I feel so much better. They don't say that at all. They will give you 900 reasons why Nikki Haley isn't good enough. If Nikki Haley is the nominee, they will say Trump is Hitler, but Haley is worse. And if DeSantis is the nominee, they'll say Trump is Hitler and DeSantis is worse. And if Trump's the nominee, they'll say Trump is Hitler and Trump is worse. They are just not happy unless they're engaged in some comparison to Hitler. He's going to disappear, people. That's, that's crazy talk. And why won't anybody say that she's crazy? No one, what, what does uh, Alyssa Farah do on that, on that dais? You're supposed to look at her and say, you know you're crazy, right? Is that what sex with Ted Danson does to you? Just makes you nuts. Does anybody see Mary Steenburgen? By the way, who had Ted Danson jokes on their bingo card? No? Yes? No. Not, not even I. But sometimes the opportunity presents itself. So cheers to you. <laughs> I see what I did there. I'm Tony Katz.